0: Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. Today, my guest has curated a store that has a little bit of modern, a little bit of fun and unique gifts, stationery, jewelries, and so much more. It's basically, I would say you'd be part of the good crowd if you're part of this. Um, For everyone in between, please welcome the owner of the good crowd, Sarah Johnson V. How's it going today, Sarah?
1: great thanks for having me
0: thank you so before i start obviously in first question what's your go-to sandwich
1: <laughs> okay so i've been thinking about this and i'm afraid that my favorite sandwich is not actually a sandwich at all okay, yeah let's going, find out mm-hmm. i know but i but i have to tell people about yeah, it <laughs> tell me so it's the avocado toast from next door at cafe linger okay if we cut it and put the two sides together yeah
0: Let's call it a sandwich. I'm I that I'm fine with that. I actually created, because of that, I actually created my Biggie Bread has a sticker and I call it, um, I call it Spa Day Biggie. Okay. Because he has avocado and cucumbers in his eyes as a sticker. But um, yes, avocado toast, like I wouldn't call it a sandwich because it's open face and open face. But I will say that I do love avocado on toast and maybe some turkey and other things on it. Um, so, yeah, that, I'll I'll take it.
1: Okay. Well, if you haven't tried Cafe Lingers, I mean, it's literally what I order every time I go there. Really? Like, I cannot live without it. There's chimichurri sauce. Oh, I like that. I'm just saying. I
0: like it. I also like the fact that this kind of, it works out very well because I want people to kind of give people a little bit of an idea, tell them your story about how you started the good crowd. But it makes total sense because the, the concept of your store is obviously it's i would say it's it's a well one my wife loves it. So every time my wife tells me she's coming here, I know she's going to spend money and I'm perfectly fine with that because there's a lot of local businesses, but I also know that you kind of have other businesses as well. Like you you definitely you curated this and there's a reason for it. So I kind of want you to be able to tell a story about it a little bit.
1: Okay. Um well, so the well, let me let me start with kind of how we got started in the first place. And when I, I always say we, it it's just me. People think my husband and I opened it. We I mean he is super supportive, don't get me wrong, but it is my shop. It's it's a it's something that I've dreamed about forever and didn't really say it out loud for a long time. Um, but when I was laid off from a corporate job years ago my friends we were having like a getaway and they asked me well if you could do anything you know what would you do and i said i'd want to open a gift shop and i'd never said it out loud before and so they were like well you should do it you should do it and i'm like i don't know how to do that but it was just always something in the back of my mind i've worked in retail i'm a graphic designer so i have all these like different pieces of me that it, it makes sense to to go in this direction retail um but um, over the years, um, I just kind of kept a notebook with me and anytime I'd travel, I'd go into gift stores and I would literally write down the names of vendors or makers that I'm like, someday. And I still have that notebook. I, I still travel with that notebook. I love it. And um, my, one of the jobs I was doing after I was laid off was a consulting job where um, it brought me to New York pretty often and obviously that place is great for creativity, it's one of my favorite cities in the world so i would go into shops there and continue to build a vendor list and i'm like okay i'm gonna do this so i talked to my friend who he is um he's a he's a local business owner here and he is the one who sort of helped me walk me through those steps um and if you want to know about that you can ask but um but but he again being a mentor and, and just helping me do all of that um when I finally, I'll just kind of skip ahead, when we finally got to opening this space, I already had my list of vendors. Like I, I knew exactly who I wanted to order from. I knew the kind of products I wanted and those would be something that's modern, something that you don't see in every shop. That was That's a huge thing for me. I don't want you to walk into really any other shop in Orlando and see exactly the same things. I want to, you know, stand out and and have you come in here and go, oh, my gosh, I've never seen that before. And honestly, I hear that every day, which yeah. just makes me so happy. Um, but in terms of the local makers, that kind of came organically with customers and makers coming in here saying, can I sell my stuff in here? Or um, obviously, I had already had some local vendors before we opened, but that just grew really quickly. And it made me realize, holy smokes, there are a lot of local makers in Orlando, like more than I had ever imagined. So, and we don't, I mean, we have about 45 to 50 right now. That's just the, I mean, there's so many more. So we're gonna continue to grow that.
0: It's awesome. It's actually fun. That's one of the questions I was gonna ask. How many did you have now? And I know based on that, like how many, so obviously the store is compromised uh, or, a mixture of orlando brands and then also national brands that you've well national meaning across the united states that you've figured out based on you know your travels and everything like that
1: yeah so yeah a lot of people who come in think we are just local and we're not but we are primarily small business so there are makers from all around the country um a, a few international brands as well but they're small businesses and then of course we've got some larger um larger companies in here as well that make up some of our housewares. Think, but again, all, all I care about is I have to love it. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So even if they're big and if they're small, I have to love it. Correct. So just because you're local, you know, you might not necessarily be in here cause your aesthetic might not be ours. But if I see it and I can't stop thinking about it, it'll it'll find its way in here.
0: So tell me a little bit about the name, Good Crowd. How did you uh, yeah. come up with it?
1: So we came up with lots of different names. I kind of crowdsource this with friends and family I, have a, I know a lot of creatives in my world and so kind of came up with a bunch of names on our own like I mean truly like 25 of them mm-hmm. and then just kind of kept narrowing it but I knew it needed to be it needed to feel good like not a good crowd but need to feel good like positive positive. Um, and then our thought behind the crowd is this table that we're sitting at is our community table so we built, and I don't know if you know the story about our table, but um, we took, so this, this, our space used to be Alchemy Salon. There was a, I'm pointing, but you guys who are listening to this can't see me, but there was a wall right here. um, And this was their mixing station and their DJ booth actually. And we took that wall down and these um, wood pieces are from that wall. So my dad and I built this table together and this is our community table. So right now there's merchandise on it, but pre-COVID, we were doing a lot of workshops, events, Um, that sign up there talks about it so you can hang out here do homework we had a coloring station for kids obviously that's changed just a little bit um, due to covid but but we still do do events and workshops here so that part of the crowd the community part was really important to us to invite makers into our space to sell their stuff but also to be here as a community and that way, everybody's part of the good crowd.
0: No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And that was one of the things that I um, because you also live, you you also live in the area of yeah, Park. Yeah,
1: I live like two so blocks away. Yeah, yeah. which
0: is kind of one of the things that I thought was in, amazing is the fact that you're you literally are a community store that lives in the community. So you kind of had an idea of what was what was there and what was missing and what that's was right. needed. Um, and so obviously it's like very, it you know, that's one of the nice elements of it is that you're super local, but at the same time, you obviously provide something different because I know people, you know, and I'm going to go with the, the the theory of, oh, it's a gift shop in Orlando, isn't like Orlando full of tourists. I know. And the number one thing I'll tell you though, is that the we're not talking like, We're not talking like, you know, obviously, as she says, like she actually, you know, looked at people that are small businesses doing interesting and unique products. They're not like it's not like, hey, two for 12 uh, T-shirt, you know, and the towels of Mickey Mouse, Um, you know, which is obviously one of the great things about it. And one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why I love being able to talk to people who are very much into supporting local and or especially Orlando or their cities, just because there's a totally different element that no one knows about when it comes to our great, like the city beautiful and being able to do that. So I think it's awesome that you, um, that you have a shop like this and that you've kind of curated this and the fact that you have a table where you really kind of are like, Hey, yeah, just come on over and hang out. And obviously, you know, that's kind of the whole idea of it, which is amazing. I wanted to get an idea of, cause you said sometimes vendors um, will come to you and stuff like that. Like, What advice would you give someone wanting to open something on their own, especially like maybe a brick and mortar type store? Like do you, is there anything lessons learned that you're like, man, I wish someone would have told me this or, you know, I'm so, you know, anything like that that you, rec- you recommend or advice that you would give?
1: Yes, a couple of things actually is to, well, one, find a mentor like I did. Um, so my friend Brad, he, well, and his wife, Christina, they're, they're good friends of ours. And they literally walked me through every step of the process, warned me for the hard parts, you know, they're, you know, like the stuff like permitting and things like that that are just painful, but you just have to do it. And just to have somebody that will kind of guide you through that process, because it's not it's not easy and it's complicated. And especially if you've never done it before. So I just didn't know what to expect. So certainly find somebody like that. Um, The other thing is to go talk to other business owners. Uh, One of the most surprising parts of being a business owner is how supportive other business owners are and are willing to share advice with you. And like, especially my little street, oh my gosh, I have awesome neighbors, you know, they're popping in and we're chatting, but also the community of different gift shops around town Um, Like Cedar and Megan of Paper Goat Post put together a little group of of us who will often share advice. You know, we'll be texting each other. Hey, I need help on, you know, you know, how how soon should I be ordering holiday or, you know, do you guys have anybody that you couldn't hire but want to? Because I'm hiring. I mean, we just share that information and find somebody out there. And I think people are afraid to talk to other business owners because it feels like maybe competition or you're, you know, I don't know, you're. It's intrusive. No, I, in fact, people come in here and ask me. And I love that because I'm like, if I can share anything with you to help you and make that process a little easier, I'm happy to do it because people certainly did it for me. Yeah,
0: no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Now, you obviously you have brought up mentorship quite a bit. And I'm kind of curious on that is like, so obviously, you were very fortunate because you knew someone yeah. to be a mentor. What's your advice for someone who, let's just say, like like I like, and I think we mentioned it. I don't have a mentor. I don't even know who I would go to, to for for mentorship. So, like, do you have any recommendation or what your thoughts would be on like if you don't like, what would be some op- top you know yeah. possibilities or opportunities?
1: I, you do know somebody. You just haven't thought about them Correct. in that way. Correct. So um, I, another person, um, Sarah Kimbar, so she, I met her um, in eleme- like my, in my, in my daughter's, ele- well, my son's elementary school. She was just another parent, um, and we knew each other as parents, but then um, when she heard that I was opening this, she said, hey, would you like some advice on marketing and strategy and things like that? Yes, please. So she sat down with me for coffee and um, introduced me some, to some people who were very helpful. So I think you do know somebody, you just have to start talking. Don't keep it to yourself and you'll be led to those people.
0: I like that. That's, a, that's definitely a good one. I think that's always the tough part is when, especially when you have an idea that maybe... You kind of like, you know, sometimes people don't want to share those ideas. They don't want to put it out there in the universe right. or kind of like out there. Makes and, it real. Yeah. And so especially like when you said it, that was very interesting when you said that you you finally said it out loud, like, hey, I want to open this a gift shop. It was kind of like, oh, like you because you don't. So once you do that, like definitely keep rolling with that and kind of either either letting people know, but also talking about it because you never know who in your network Uh, or in your good crowd is going to be able to help you with it.
1: Exactly. Well, and after I said it, I actually, you know, talked to my good friend from elementary school of all things. We, she lives in La Jolla, but we have like a daily text chain. We just talk about everything. She's the one who also held me accountable to that dream. She was like, I want to check in with you every three months and see what you've done to make this happen. She really did that. And, had she not, you know, maybe I'd be like, keep saying it, you know, two years from now, oh, I want to open that shop. But she literally would be like, okay, check in, tell me what you've done. And it was scary because I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I actually have to like put a plan in place. Yes. But um, but here we are.
0: Awesome. What um, what advice would you give for someone who is, like they've never done wholesale um, or want to become like a vendor, let's say at like your shop or any shop like that, like similar type of shop. Um, do you have any advice, things that you, you know, maybe you hate when you're like, wow, like you could, you should have at least this, like, you know, some advice or tips that you can give someone that would, um, that would want to be able to come hopefully be a vendor here.
1: Yeah, the number one thing is having a line sheet. So we get a, I mean, weekly, we get people in here, which I love it. I love it that they come either in person or send an email and say, I have something I want to sell at your shop. In fact, that's one of the little drop downs on our contact form on the website is I want to sell something at your cute shop and i and i get that a lot and but then i'll turn around and say okay what's your line sheet i need to know your pricing and your minimums and they don't have it so they're not quite ready so get that together so we know what your what what all of those details are because i don't feel super comfortable ordering from somebody who doesn't quite have that ready because i feel like okay so are they going to be able to fulfill what i want to order so as professional as you can make that it doesn't have to be fancy like literally a sheet of paper that just has your pricing Um, And it's that simple. And, and then the other thing I would say, and I, and most makers are really good about it is not everything is going to be a good fit for every store. You know, I am crazy picky about, you know, you, when you look around the store, you'll see a theme of style and products. Um, you know, I don't have anything that looks super handmade in here. It's, it might be small, a small maker who made it, but it doesn't look super handmade. And that's just the aesthetic that I want to have in my store, but the store, you know, two blocks from here, your product might be perfect for them. Yeah. So just keep asking, keep knocking on doors.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good advice. What about um, you being a graphic designer and the idea of the aesthetics, how important would you say is uh, good branding and packaging?
1: um it's like the most important no that's not it's not the most important obviously the product has to stand on their own too but it is for me as a graphic designer it is hugely important um, because that's what's going to get you noticed on a shelf so if your packaging looks like everybody else's it's going to be passed by Um, but it also has to be true to your brand like that person's brand that company's brand so just because like I said before just because it's not right for me doesn't mean it's not right for another store but I love good branding as you know yeah. <laughs> I've mentioned your branding a number of times this morning
0: yeah no and I appreciate that And know and it, it is it is very important I think it's very uh you know you got to lean in on your on your brand and figure out ways of, or niches of, of how you can uh you know, pr- have provide that taste of your brand to someone when they initially see it and give you some idea on it. So, yeah. you know,
1: and when people say brand, they get nervous about the graphics or the words, and it's really about the personality of it. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's not just about what that, you know, logo is or whatever. It's really the personality.
0: Yeah. What, um, tell me a little bit about your motto. Cause I know it's uh it's be good, do good, feel good. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: So a lot of them, so the do good part of it would be a lot of the makers that we have in our shop um, give back to different organizations, some local, some otherwise. So I really love that when I find a a brand that does that. So we like to support that. So you may have seen the table when you came in. We partnered with um, the One Pulse Foundation um, for the five year um, memorial. And we we partner with them to sell their merchandise on their behalf, and obviously those proceeds go back to them. So we love doing stuff like that. Um, we have lots of other makers in our in our shop that do that. Um, the feel good is you need to feel good when you're in our store. What I will tell a new customer, they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I've never been in here before." I'm like, "Slow down, <laughs> just look around. You know, you're gonna have to take a couple laps because it takes a lot. You know, it takes time to get through it all." But I said, if you haven't laughed once while you're in the store, you're not doing it right. So um, I like a little humor. We say we're you know, a little sweet and a lot salty. So that's fun. Um, so do good, feel good, and, and be good is just, you know, be a good human, be part of your community, um, tell other people about us, um, you know, share, share what we're doing with your community and, and just be good.
0: Yeah, it's, I will definitely say that this is one of those stores where if you don't, especially if you're going with someone else if you don't at least once go, hey, hey, look at this, look at this, did you see this? I love that. How funny is this? And like, you know, are you grab something and you run over? Like, because usually when we and when we've come in, it's like the three of us. So it will be my daughter and my wife, and the three of us will just roam around, will walking around. And it's obviously not, you know, you're not screaming, so you obviously want, you know, because it's not a huge store, but it's mm-hmm. it's a good size store, and so therefore you don't want to scream across the room. So you're like, you grab it and you walk over, you're like, hey, did you see this? And they're like, oh yeah, I saw that last time. And usually Kristen, that's usually what she tells me um, when I, I see it. That. So, but yeah, it's it's definitely very important. So I think it's great. Um, I know we have a few minutes, a few minutes left before my lunch break. Do you have any questions for me by any chance?
1: Well, I, I yes, I, I asked you some of them um, before we started recording, but, <laughs> but um, what made you start the podcast would be my first question.
0: That's a good question. Um, I did it because I meet so many small businesses and to be honest, like I love getting information from them, but I also want people to kind of, I'm a huge advocate for small businesses. And so since when you do so many events and you meet so many people, there's so many amazing stories of what they do. Um, and so I really wanted to do it to inspire people. I think, you know, I sometimes tell people that the podcast is not just for small business, it's really for anything that you're passionate about or have a love for. And, you know, and, I, and I'm and i very, to me, it's basically kind of almost like therapy for me because a lot of the people that I talk to are doing this full time, you yeah. know? and i'm not so it's to me it's like hearing their story kind of um it's very motivating to hear someone take that you know put that risk and not have that harness and actually do it um and so i thought it'd be a great little way and i in many ways it's kind of like another branch of my brand in the sense of i'm a huge advocate of small business and i thought it'd it'd be a fun way to be able to kind of introduce people to others um that maybe they never know knew about and um and it's just something fun you know it's like a creative outlet that i just kind of thought would be good um it's also easier probably than doing video um to to like to edit Mm -hmm. because video is it's an animal yeah. and uh, and it's a lot easier for me to be able to actually pursue and do this So I thought it you know, it kind of made sense. I wanted it, something I could do consistently as well
1: I love it. I love Thanks. it. And there's yeah people like you who support small business art. It's just it's great and it Yeah This is one thing I love about Orlando that it was unexpected, right? It's Correct. like you keep meeting all these people who are doing amazing things for the community mm-hmm. and um, When people ask me I'm originally from Minneapolis so when people ask me um What's Orlando like? Like, it's not what you think. It's Mm-mm. not what you think. It's so much more.
0: Yeah. And, and when I see, I love, you know, I love to see what we were creating. Um, and then it's great it's to be great to be part of something like this just because it Orlando is so new and so expressive that I think it's a great avenue to be able to do. So I, I'm super excited to be part of that and just to be able to see the creativity that's happening um, in our city. Um, it tr- truly is amazing. So we had some technical difficulties when I was uh, working with Sarah on this, so um, my interview got cut kind of short, so I kind of wanted to provide some information and wrap up the episode, so unfortunately uh, I ran out of battery power. but I wanted folks to be short, a few things. So obviously Sarah's not going to be able to give me another question. Um, but I also, but I did want to make sure that you guys knew about the Good Crowd. Um, it is located in College Park. It's a 2812 Edgewater Drive in Orlando, Florida. Um, you can find them on social. They're under Good Crowd Shop. Um, obviously the beauty of it is you can always go and shop online. You can follow them on Instagram. Um, and it's kind of, it's a great little store to go be able to be part of. So, um, I'm very fortunate and very happy to be able to have the opportunity to talk to her, but that's our show for today. Um, thank you so much for Sarah for of the good crowd for being on the show and having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check them out online. Uh, if in Orlando, definitely go make sure and do some shopping there. Um, you'll actually see some of our previous guests um, actually at the store as well as vendors or a part of the stuff that you can buy. So it's kind of great um, to see all of that kind of synergy uh, when it comes to that. If you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe. If you want to support me, you can check my brand out, Deli Fresh Threads, and do some shopping and tell your friends. Thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion.